0: Brought to you by great listeners just like yourselves. Head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash baseball talk. Here's this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Had a great all-star break. My name is Rich. And I'm Gary. Welcome to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Gary, how did you enjoy your nice all-star break?
1: It was very nice indeed. I uh, caught up a little bit with the New York Penn League and because uh, they played. And uh, just, uh, just fascinating to uh, get away from the majors for a little bit of time. And, of course, by Thursday, I was looking for uh, Major League Baseball. And, of course, it came back Friday. So uh, all is good now, again, as baseball's back every day. And, uh, Rich, you know, we had the all-star game, and even that was entertaining this year.
0: Yeah, it was entertaining. The whole break uh, was nice. Home Run Derby was very entertaining. Uh, the game, uh, so-so. It was a close game. So I guess if you like real close games without a lot of Offensive power. It was good, but uh, yeah, it was great. How about that home run derby to kick it off? That was a nice, uh, nice round this year.
1: Home run derby, very exciting. Uh, I think it was a good format. They didn't get the final that they wanted. Of course, they wanted Stanton against the judge, and they didn't get that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was very entertaining, and it moved kind of quick this year. And, uh, It was it was good. It was uh, I I was surprised. It really uh, I watched the whole thing, which is something I haven't done in a number of years. So uh, it was very entertaining.
0: Yeah, it seems like in previous years they used to have more rounds than they did last night. I'm not so sure if that was the case, but possibly more players maybe introduced into this. But yeah, as you said, it was more compact easier to digest at home as a television program. And as you said, it was action-packed, very close. Uh, of course, everybody started out pretty well uh, hitting home runs by the dozens. Aaron Judge and Justin Bohr went 23-22 to 22 on their round. And uh, Stanton and Sanchez, 17-16. to 16. It was a shame Stanton couldn't uh, eclipse that. It looked like he had plenty of time to do that, but he just... Just didn't get over that hump.
1: Yeah, he started off real slow, though. He wasn't really... Uh, looked like he was in a rush, and I think uh, the time just caught up to him, and he was just starting to get in a groove, I think, when time ran out for him. So, um, But, he, you know, uh, we'll see next year if he comes back in. Uh, Chance Harper's going to be in it next year because they are playing in uh, Washington, so... Yeah, it it was, uh, but for some reason it was entertaining. I think the crowd was really into it. Not that they're not always into it, but this crowd really seemed lively, and that that made it, you know, even more entertaining. So, uh,
0: yeah, kudos to baseball. It did a good job. Yeah, and it was uh, sold out, which is rare down there in Florida. You know, the Marlins have a devil of time filling that stadium, so it was good to see that they're, Yes, there are baseball fans down there in Southern Florida, and they will go out to certain games. Most most certainly. And, uh,
1: it, yeah, it was good to see the whole thing filled for the game as well. And, you know, when I say yeah, the game was entertaining, Rich, Um, I know it was a low-scoring game, but what I like with the nice touches that they did, and kudos to Fox for this and the Players Association, and I'm talking about the uh, interviews and stuff while the game, talking to the, a guy on deck. That was neat, I thought. And then A-Rod uh, out on the field, walking the bases, talking to the players while they're doing the warm-ups. And then actually talking to um, uh, George Springer, uh, who was mic'd up while he was in left field. And uh, Harper, Bryce Harper, while he was in right field, when he was out on the field, they were actually mic'd. And talking to the guys in the booth, I thought that was really cool, and I really liked that aspect of it. And I, I think the uh, it, it seemed more relaxed. The, the guy seemed to be more relaxed and having fun this year with uh, Nelson Cruz wanting to get his picture taken in the middle of the game with Joe West. I just thought it all played into the entertainment of it and made it um, made it, as you said before, made it a better television show this
0: year. Yeah, it's sort of um, edged on the football side, so to speak. They had a little extra things going on, and that's a lot of uh, criticism of baseball is it's it's old school. It's stoogy at times. Things like that don't go on during a regular game. It can go on during the All-Star game because it's not a real sanctioned type of uh, game. They can wear their different shoes on this game and, and things like that. But yeah, it's, they sort of let their hair down and, uh, not so sure the baseball purist cared for all that picture taking and things like that. It was a little, little self-indulgent there. <laughs> I'm not so sure that that should have happened during the game, but it did. And people seem to like it. What can you do? You know, you got plenty of time after the game to get all the pictures you want, but they did it in the middle of the game. So interesting thing there, uh going along with cell phones and how people can't seem to put them down and instant communication in this day and age.
1: But I, I think what it did was it just made it more human and made the players more human. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it made the umpire more human and I, I just found it entertaining and, and, Again, having them talk to the booth when they're out in the field, which was pretty neat, I thought. And uh, uh, I thought they did it right, and I thought they could do it because it was an exhibition, and I think they handled it well. They didn't overuse it. They didn't abuse it. Even they, when they talked to the leadoff hitters of the game in the batter's box before they actually went to the plate, I think they only did it t- uh, for the beginning of the game, the first inning, one on each side so um I, I i just think it was done very well and i personally i enjoyed it immensely and i hope they continue to do some things like that and, and don't overkill it you know um but use it uh but use it like they did and i i i just liked i like the view too i love the view because um a lot of us that that have played, you know, remember what it looked like um, standing in in the field and and uh, looking in. But a lot of people never get that view, and and um, when you haven't done it in a number of years, it's still it's it's a tremendous view and and frightening too in a way, you know. So um, I, what I always find interesting when I see that is I remember. If I would be at third base or whatever and, and catching a ball or first base and a ball was hit to me and how hard it was hit to me. And can you imagine these guys doing it like double that speed or whatever? Uh, I, it just blows my mind sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's a definite throwback to, uh, like you said, if you were out in the field, you see all that wide open space, uh, a lot of area to cover out there and yeah i guess it is kind of unique uh in the in the realm of you don't see that in every everyday baseball yeah
1: i you know the mets do something uh before the game too that i like now when uh, right before the game when the pitch is thrown as warm-ups they have a, a guy with a handheld camera like right behind the pitcher's mount showing him throw it and it's a unique thing uh because people don't I, you know, when you when you watch a game, you're seeing the fielders and everything. But when you watch something like this, you realize how singular it is. How how you're throwing to that catcher, and and you know the batter is there, and uh, we don't see that 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 a lot.
0: That's for sure. It's very cool, and of course, the outcome of the All Star game was the American League won. 2-1 in extra innings, 10th inning win. Robinson Cano was the MVP. And the last time that this game went extra innings, Gary, was way back in 2008. And I remember that year pretty well because the Phillies won the World Series. Uh, the game went 15 innings back then. It was also an American League win at 4-3 to three back then in 2008. So a little all-star trivia there. And, of course, before that, the previous extra inning game ended in a tie 2002. July 9th was the uh, date that they played that game to a seven to seven tie at Miller park in Milwaukee. So a little bit of all-star trivia there for you. And of course, next year it's a little bit closer to home for us, Gary down in Washington, DC.
1: Yes, it is most certainly. And, uh, don't know if I'm going to go, but,
0: uh, we'll see. Well, we'll have a chance to uh, to get a little closer anyway. Wouldn't be a long plane ride for sure. And taking us out to 2019, it's already been announced, of course, Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio. It seems like the Indians are starting to uh, peak at the right time. They're going to even have the All-Star Game in 2019 there.
1: And, you know, it's been, uh, what, four or five years in a row in the National League park so uh, I guess next year the American League will be the home team, even though it's in a National League Park. If you remember, they did that last year, which was kind of crazy. Um, and and why they're getting away from one year American League Park, one year league, one year American League Park, one National League Park. And I guess they just they don't really care. <laughs> they just whatever park's available or interested in it. Uh, I guess that's where they go.
0: Yeah, and whoever's sporting a new stadium, it seems like gets a little bit uh look at Marlins Park. They're they're just a couple years into it now and they're had an all-star game. It seems like you know, places like City Field was a couple years old and the all-star game uh came to that. It's a good thing. I'm kinda of wondering when the next trip to Philadelphia will be.
1: Well, I've also read that you, you the team has to put in a request for the game as well. And and some cities, they uh, some teams just don't want it or didn't want it. Now, maybe because it's been so successful with the Derby, the Home Run Derby and everything, uh, and the Futures game and all of that, maybe uh, more cities will start wanting to have it in their ballpark.
0: And, of course, this year uh, was the second year Chris Sale started the game for the American League, arguably one of the best pitchers in the American League there. And Scherzer got to start for the Washington Nationals, his home club for the NL this year. And uh, let's see, who who started in 2016? It looks like Sale versus Cueto. Uh, Interesting how those starting pitchers uh, don't really stay up there uh, for multiple years usually as the starter well you know rich
1: it's, it, you have a good year you have a bad year and it goes like that and uh but chris sale he, he's some pitcher uh he's right up there with kershaw i think and uh really is a, quite a good pitcher and really enjoyed watching him work as well as scherzer i mean uh much i can't stand that the national scherzer was awesome that night he was all pumped up he knew he was pitching one inning and he put everything into it and he was just awesome in that first inning as
0: he was. And I was kind of surprised. I know now with the all-star game, it doesn't matter who wins the national or the American league that used to count for the world series, whoever got a home opening uh, field in the world series. But I was surprised to read that that went on for 14 years. I didn't think that that was that long. That uh program, you I didn't think it
1: was that long either, but I never really liked that. I think uh, I always liked it the way I think the fair way to do it is the even year, whatever way they used to do it. I think even was the National League and odd years was the, the American League or vice versa, whatever it was. Um, I think it changed somewhere along the line and because the, of the strike the one year. But, uh, you know, either way, have it one alternating years. I think is really the fairest way to do it, and uh, don't you know the best record is okay, but
0: yeah, I, I I like the alternating years. Very cool. So it's back to that and away from uh, awarding the All Star Game winner to the winner or the World Series home field advantage to the All Star winner. I kind of liked it that way. It sort of gave these players an extra thing to go for in the all-star game Uh, it sort of takes it down a peg for me now like what what is the purpose of the all-star game again we're back to that but uh, interesting nonetheless and we had some not a blockbuster trade but we had a trade today Gary to report on already
1: yes uh, MLB is uh, reporting that the uh, Washington Nationals acquired Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen Madsen from the Oakland A's for a uh, a player Blake Trinan and a pair of the club's top 10 prospects in left-hander Jesus Luzardo and third baseman Sheldon Neuse. Um, Washington is definitely going for it. They needed help in the bullpen. Now they've added two more relief pitchers. And, um, you know, they... You know they're going for it because they traded two of their other top or three of their top pitching prospects at the beginning of the year to get uh, Adam Eaton to play center field. Unfortunately, he got hurt, uh, but it doesn't seem to have stopped the uh, Washington Nationals as they've got a commanding lead. But uh, they needed help in the bullpen, and uh, they're going out and trying to solidify it now, and they're really making a move towards winning this division and going further than one round in the playoffs.
0: And I'm surprised to hear the name Ryan Madsen uh, joining the nationals. Of course, he used to play with the Phillies now many several years ago. Uh, It's hard to believe that this is the same Ryan Madsen. He's now 36 years old. Uh, Last played with the Phillies in 2011. Didn't pitch at all in 2012. 13 or 14 in the majors then he resurfaced with the Kansas City Royals and they just happened to win the World Series in 2015 so uh, he's got a little luck streak following along here and he's also been with the Oakland A's for the past two seasons this season and then 2016 so he's doing pretty well he's got a 2.06 ERA as he moves over to the Washington Nationals, and it would be interesting to see when they make the playoffs, how he does, and what he uh, contributes to this team.
1: Well, Rich, wasn't he a starter in Philadelphia?
0: He, at various times, was going to be the closer in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, uh, Madsen was. Uh, He only started one year for 17 games, which was 2006, uh, he was a 25-year-old at the time, but the rest of the time spent in Philadelphia was as a relief pitcher. He, uh, if you remember when the Phillies hired on Jonathan Papelbon, uh, that same year, Madsen was going to get that job. He ended up not getting it. The Phillies somehow uh, contracted Jonathan Papelbon to come onto the team, and then that sort of changed the career path Of Ryan Madsen, he was uh, banished out of the Phillies uh, and he actually had an arm injury as well. So it was a tough turn of events for him. Uh, I know his agent at the time uh, was trying for a lot more money, but the Phillies thought that they could pay Jonathan Papelbon probably a little bit more and bring him on. And he became the Phillies all time save leader in just a few years. Uh, And the Phillies weren't that good when he was uh, in the save, you know, the closers role.
1: Well, he's, he's, something's worked for him. Something's clicked and he's found his niche. uh, And uh, now he's going to bring his uh, game to, uh, to Washington and we'll see how it helps the nationals
0: at all. It'll be very interesting. And of course, getting back to Papelbon, nobody's heard from him in 2017. If you remember, he was with the Nationals. He had that run-in with Bryce Harper there, uh, let go from the Nationals. He said this year he will play when he's ready to play, and he's still a wild card out there, if you ask me, for somebody uh, maybe to take him on. Uh, Somebody, you know, maybe a team that we haven't heard of, thinking about Papelbon somewhere. Maybe he's throwing He's 36 years of age too. I'm sure he's not exactly done from the game. Be interesting to see if he came back into it.
1: We'll see. That'll be a big gamble though, with the, uh, you know, uh, with the time left in the season. Is he in shape? Is he ready to go? Uh, would he have to get up to speed, which could be, you know, three to four weeks. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting situation, though, uh, that you brought up there. That I don't think people spoke about a
0: lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people sort of forgotten about Papelbon, but we'll see what happens with that. And, of course, a ton of other players probably going to be moving at the trade deadline. Um, ends a little sooner than the end of the month, I believe, this time, Gary. But um should be interesting to see who moves around, who's going to be buyers uh, of course teams that aren't in it would love to probably sell a lot of these players and uh, take them off the payroll but always a ton of moves around the uh, end of the month here
1: yeah and we had the Cubs making uh, the first move is they fired one across the valve by getting uh, uh, Quintana from the White Sox across town trade and uh, starting pitcher and and paid heavily for him But they have uh, the prospects, and so they felt they could do it. And we'll see how. uh, And I think he's got a couple years left on his contract, so they have him. It's not just a one-and-done deal. So we'll see how he can help the Cubbies because uh, one of the problems they've had this year is starting pitching and relief pitching. But uh, the pitching has not been as good as it was last year. Everything hit last year with the Cubbies. The pitching was dead on and everything. On this year, it's just struggled. Lackey's been uh, uh, terrible. Uh, Lester struggled. Um, uh, uh, Arietta's struggled. Um, and Kendrick, uh, uh, Hendrick, uh he he's been uh, not have the same kind of year he had last year. So they've all been struggling, and yet they're still in the mix.
0: So. Yeah, I think they've sort of believed the hype about themselves a little bit, maybe too much around the Chicago area. I guess when you do win the World Series, you get into this sort of bubble, like we're invincible type of uh, mentality, I would imagine. But as we've seen this year, it's been a tough road for the Cubs, not somewhere where they probably want to be middle of July here. I'm sure they'd rather be up where the Brewers are in their division, but they have plenty of time. As as we know, uh, the All-Star break, about roughly 75 games remain for all the teams. And now with this weekend almost gone, we're probably down around 72 or so, but still plenty of time to, to make a run at this thing.
1: Oh, sure. There's a lot of time for these teams, and they're in a, in a race that's so close that uh... – it's you know, and, and you and it's a weak division. I mean, to be honest, it's it's not the uh best division. So I gotta say that the, the Brewers are really uh trying to put their, their foot down on the neck of these guys and uh they've won three in a row and uh they've got a five and a half game lead now. all of a sudden it just popped out of there. So uh it's it's an interesting uh Team Milwaukee, very young, and um maybe they don't realize what they're doing yet.
0: Interesting developments for sure. Well, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna let you know where you can listen to our show from. You can download us from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, go over to baseballtalkradio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows. You can find over 30 some odd shows there on baseball, a couple from Gary. This show, Phillies Talk. Atlanta Baseball Talk, Baseball PhD, a lot of great stuff there. So check it out. We'll talk to you on the other side of this break. We'd love to hear your comments. Please send your emails to talk at MLBThisWeek.com. You can reach Gary at Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com or me, Rich, Rich at BaseballTalkRadio.com. We'd love to hear your comments, so send them in. Subscribe to the Baseball Talk Radio show on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or Podomatic.com. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Gary, I think I'm going to go over to BaseballTalkRadio.com and listen to all the baseball talk shows there. Do you think I can cram it all in on a weekend? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, i don't think so it's gonna take you quite some time but there's a little bit of everything there uh cover uh most of the teams and uh japanese baseball fantasy baseball all there at baseball the home of great baseball talk shows and go check it out it's a great place and uh if you'd like to help us out a little bit, you can go to patreon.com, become a sponsor of the show. Help us out, two bucks a month, a buck a month, anything you can give it all would be gratefully appreciated. And help us do the, more of this kind of thing, the video, and, and expand our capabilities, and maybe some on-the-road surprises in the summertime, so... uh That's patreon.com slash baseball talk. Give whatever you can. We'd greatly appreciate it. This is the time of the year. The spirit of giving is is strong with everyone. So please go and uh, help us out. You're listening to baseballpodcast.net.
0: Wouldn't it be great if you could get a PhD in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball PhD, a tour company for your brain, 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. And we're back talking live here on the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Well, Gary, one thing I like about the All Star Break and everything is the hoopla surrounding it. But one thing I don't like about it is we know there's only roughly next to la- a half a season left in the in the season. Then we're going to have a long, long wait in the off season.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. But you know. Um, what can you do? That's the price we pay for this game. Uh, you know, you have to follow it around the world, I guess. Check out some uh, Arizona Four League and some uh, Dominican and uh, Caribbean and, you know, all those other. <laughs> all those other things. And uh, we'll still be talking baseball all winter, though, as we normally do, because uh, there's, there's always some kind of news and. And then you kind of gear up for next season and, and uh, you know,
0: hope uh, that your team can put it together. That's for sure. Well, that's looking at it optimistically. And, of course, a uh, couple articles in the local online and newspaper, Chicago Tribune, about 2018 changes to the game uh, MLB with uh, Rob Manfred, uh, proposing even more changes to this game so it'll be interesting to see what happens next year it seems like so many changes are happening to this game it's uh, I hope they don't ruin it
1: you know Rich and one of the things they're talking about that uh, and they seem to be pushing a lot is this electronic strike zone and uh, I'm not sure if I'm on board with this thing but they really are pushing it and I think it's going to happen. And I don't see how they're going to do it. Uh, I mean, there are ways they could probably do it, but the way it's currently constructed is no way. I would, I would think that you could, uh, you know, I wouldn't even think of the way they did it. They tried it in a couple of minor league games, but if they want to, you know, try it, then try it in the All Star Game next year. That's the game to try it in because it's an exhibition. Try it in spring training. Please don't bring it into. uh, uh, the regular season until you have a, a clear-cut way of doing it, and it better be right.
0: Yeah, and a strike zone itself uh, depends on a lot of things. So uh, that's the beauty part of baseball, in my opinion. You have some umpires that call the game certain way. It, it's still a human game, and they're not generally way off with their call. Uh, of a strike, but it's generally from the kneecaps to around the belt or so. Um, Some umpires go a little higher than that, but uh, if you watch most of these pitch uh, displays that they have on television now, most of the calls are right for the most part. There's a few that are on the line here and there, but yeah, that would even add more time to the game and it would take a little bit more of the humanness out of baseball, and that, that would be a shame.
1: Yeah, it certainly would. Now, I mean, I could think if you want to use technology for certain things, I could see certain things like uh, if you could, um, I don't know, put a base that lights up so you could see whether a runner gets there first or, or the first baseman gets the ball. Uh, you know, that sort of thing that would eliminate some replays or have a double base type of deal. Uh, so the runner goes to a base to avoid any collisions, um, something like that, and have it light up. So if the umpire is looking, he can, you know, use the hearing of the ball going into the mitt, but also look to see if the, the, uh, the base lights
0: up or whatever. Uh, these million-dollar ideas you have here. <laughs> Free. <laughs> well you know
1: even i thought with the uh the strike zone too i don't see why you couldn't put some sort of sensors uh they're so tiny why can't you sew them into the uniform at the proper locations and uh uh but uh, of course then you'd run into the problem where players would be you know wearing baggy a shirt so it hangs down low or whatever so it's not at the shoulders or whatever, but uh, I I don't know. Maybe they could put a strip on or something, you know, on the player when he's standing up by his shoulders or whatever. I don't know the waist. I you know, the, I'm sure there are ways to do it. So the strike zone, because how is I, I you know they're gonna they, what do they use triangulation or something? Now of course the computer can do it in a matter of uh, milliseconds probably,
0: but I I don't know. Want to be interesting and surprised? You didn't say embed something in the ball itself. There you go. Now that's a possibility as well. The only thing with hitting
1: it and the uh, you know the exit velocity might uh, hurt the chip or whatever.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, we'll have to keep our eye on that and changes to the game. Of course, uh, all off season we'll be talking about that as things get released to the media and. Things like that. But, Gary, let's uh, go over some of the standings right now as we are uh, out of the all-star break. And we have some of these uh, teams that are starting to do better. Uh, The Yankees with a, what, a 16- or 17-inning win last night against the Red Sox?
1: Yes. uh, uh, I think it was 15. uh, But uh, they've been struggling. They've been scuffling a little bit the Yankees so uh, always a good thing to see Uh, but they're playing a doubleheader today and I believe they won the first game in a doubleheader Uh, and they're playing tonight on ESPN again
0: Um, at eight o'clock
1: yeah I I get a little tired of the Yankees and the Red Sox on ESPN every Sunday night uh, you know when they have a series I mean Let's, you know, I would have rather seen the Brewers and the Phillies or something like that uh, play uh, a little bit, but then uh, I don't really like the American League style of ball, so maybe that has something to do with it as well. But uh, yeah, they're they're playing, but they're they're out of first and uh, really out of second. The Yankees as well as. Uh Boston has taken a two and a half game lead over the Yankees in third place, and the Tampa Bay Rays is snuck into second place with a forty nine and forty three record and Rich they've come out of nowhere,
0: yeah, they've turned it on here with a four game winning streak, and that's what a ball club needs. they need to run six seventy eight games in a row and give themselves a little confidence uh that's all a ball club needs, especially if they're still close. I know even your Mets uh, sort of seem like they're revitalized, even though they're back in the standings. A couple wins like they've had right after the All-Star game can give them a little juice to go further. Well,
1: they lost, and they lost big today. But, uh, yeah, they took two out of three from Colorado. And, and uh, you know, uh, I don't want to jump to the National League East, but there's some... Motion going on there as well. But, uh, yeah, the American League, uh, you know, uh, I'll take the Central, move it down to the Central, and uh, Cleveland's hanging in there. But they lost three in a row, so they're kind of coming back to uh, Minnesota and Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City was back. They were down in last place there for a while, and they battled their way back to a game below 500, but they've lost five in a row, so they got to pick it up again. Uh, Minnesota's still hanging in there rich and and they're a surprise team this year. Uh and of course in the west is, you know, there's, there's Houston and then there's the rest of the league.
0: That's it. They're uh on the gas pedal strong. I don't think anybody's going to catch them unless the wheels come off. Uh 61 and 30 so far. I think the Phillies <laughs> have the opposite record. They don't even have 30 wins or 29 wins and 60 60 losses. They might have just won today. I believe they're ahead right now. So if we penciled them in for a win today, they'd have 30 wins and 60 losses.
1: Uh, Yeah, they're up 5-2 to two in the seventh. So uh it could be at that 30-60 mark.
0: And over in the National League East, it's the Nationals. As you said, Gary, uh, having a, a great year, 55-36. and 36. They're uh, winners of four games in a row and they're back on that winning streak, eight and two in their last ten. Uh, the Braves, a surprise. They're five hundred ball club, nine and a half games back. And Rich uh,
1: just got done sweeping the Diamondbacks, who were uh, you know, off to that terrific start. So uh they're struggling the Diamondbacks and, and uh Colorado starting to fall back as the Dodgers take control. But, boy, Atlanta, they're really doing some job down there.
0: Yeah, they've turned it around. The last I remember hearing about them is they were just about out of it for this season, but now they've sort of climbed back up, as you said, and are not in contention yet, but they're on the good side. So they would probably be buyers at the uh, trade deadline this year. The Milwaukee Brewers having a great year as you said earlier gary uh, 52 and 41 winners of three in a row although they're about possibly ready to lose today will not sweep the phillies hopefully but eight and two in their last 10 and they have a commanding lead over the cubs yes they do five and a half games
1: and i think the cubs are winning today so that could be down to four and a half but and the Cardinals are always there, and, and even the Pirates are there. So uh, Pirates only eight games out of the division, and anything could happen in that division, Rich.
0: That's for sure. And out west, it's the L.A. Dodgers. They What have they done lately? How about win nine in a row as of today, not even counting Sunday's game as we're doing the podcast. But they're they have the best record in the whole league at 64 wins and 29 losses. So... It seems like it's going to be L.A. and Houston if you had to go with the two best teams at the All-Star break here. We'll have to see how that shakes out when the playoffs start, start up in a few months, but uh, they're on a runaway uh, train there out in the NL West. Wow, and, and right now,
1: as you say, Rich, they have the best record in baseball by a couple of games over Houston. So well, what a job Dave Roberts is doing out there.
0: Yeah, he's motivated uh, this team. It seems like every every day they have a new player that's on the up-and-coming side there uh, from AAA and things. They've got some new superstars in the wings. Uh, they're definitely a team on the rise. So very interesting to see how this uh, trade deadline will work out. And, of course, we'll be talking about that a whole lot more on our next program here. And, Gary, it's nice to get back in the saddle and we have baseball to watch again.
1: And and Rich, you mentioned about some of the top prospects and stuff, but but could we just calm down a little bit, folks? Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, some of these guys are rookies, and uh, you know, we, we, they're not going to the Hall of Fame already. I mean, Aaron Judge is not going to the Hall of Fame yet. You know, before he's granted the greatest Yankee ever. Could we please calm down and see what he does in, a, in another year? The same thing with Bellinger out in L.A. Can we calm down and see what they do? I mean, baseball has shown us there's been a lot of one-year wonders. I'm not saying that these guys are one-year wonders at all. But right away, especially in New York, and I know I don't like the Yankees, but I mean, you know, let's let's calm down before we, we put this guy in Cooperstown. That's all I'm saying. They're, they're all ready to anoint him as, the, you know, better than Babe Ruth. And uh, I want to see him play a couple of years. You know, there's been a lot of guys. Remember Trevor Story last year? I remember the name, yeah. He got off to that great start with Colorado. They got rid of Tula Witsky. He hit 20 home runs and all of that. He's hitting two twenty three this year. So there is a thing. It could be a sophomore jinx. He could have just been hot last year. Who knows? The, the point is let's not jump to all of these conclusions and, and anoint this guy the savior of the of baseball until, uh, you know, let him enjoy the year. He's a, he's a kid. He's having a big year. Uh, let's remember Matt Harvey, who had a big year, came out, Everybody loved him in New York and has struggled ever since then. So let's just be a little cool with these guys and let them prove that they can do it over a couple of years instead of anointing them hall of famers because he hit 30 home runs in a half a season and won the home run derby. And let's just, you know, let's wait and see what he does the rest of the season and next year before we anoint them the superstar status.
0: And we hand them the key to Cooper's Cooperstown. <laughs> exactly, and start making the plaque for them. Very good there. A couple power rankings for you before we end today's show uh, for this week. And ESPN's power rankings uh, right after the All-Star break here, week 13. It's the LA Dodgers at number one. Houston Astros in at number two the Nationals at three, Boston Red Sox at four, the Arizona Diamondbacks are at five, and the Cleveland Indians round out the top six according to ESPN's power rankings. So looking at that, Gary, you can't wait for more baseball in the second half here. And I like the way they call that the second half. It's really not <laughs> the halfway mark in the year, but to most people it is.
1: Well, it's yeah, it's uh I don't see why they just don't move the game up then or something, so it is after eighty one games or whatever, but
0: uh,
1: uh, yeah, you know it is what it is, rich,
0: yes, it is. well, we hope you enjoyed this edition of the baseball talk radio show, as Gary said, if you did, come on over and sponsor us. go to patreon that's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash baseball talk just a dollar or two we're talking about a cup of coffee a month it'd be uh, great for us to get some more uh, things that we can get for this program for you so we can do it with some cash and your participation and your sponsorship gary it's nice to talk to you again and can't wait for next show
1: always the same here rich and we'll see you next time A delivery. Max, one away to start the night here in Miami. Base hit into right. Fastball from Scherzer. And Ramirez is on three-two. Struck him out, two out. Osie flashes the signs, one-two pitch. Go take a shower, Max Scherzer. Your night's over. That was impressive. Tampa Bay with Morrison, Souza. Here's one in the air to left. The Marlin, Marcel Ozuna, hauls it in. Here's a 2-1. Little floater into right center field, falling fast, and there's with a dunk.